The Last Word with Matt Cooper. And Barry McKeown and Carl Thomas join us from the United States. And Carl, if I can start with you. Uh, President Vladimir Zelensky from Ukraine is in Washington looking for help in continuing to try and repel the Russian invasion. How much is he likely to get? It's a great question, Matt, and uh, I'm not sure at the moment. Uh, Republicans are uh, reluctant, some of them anyway, to give more aid when there isn't a a, a stated objective. Uh, Why are we supporting basically a stalemate? Uh, The administration has not declared that the objective is victory, and to a lot of people it just seems money going down the drain. Uh, There was a piece in the front page of the Wall Street Journal today where uh, a a number of European countries uh, are devoid of of weapons and money uh, to uh, send to help the effort. So once again, it looks like the United States is being counted on to fund most of this. But what is the end game? Uh, Is it victory or is it stalemate? If it's stalemate, I think Putin is going to win. Okay, Marie McKeown, what do you think will happen? Because there certainly does seem to moment to be a little bit of a stalemate. In fact, it looks like Putin is becoming more confident that he can actually win, which would be disastrous for the European Union as well as Ukraine. So what are the chances that the Biden administration will act, given that if Trump was to get back into power uh, this time next year, we could be facing a disaster? Absolutely. And, you know, this was always Putin's uh, calculation. And I just really hope he isn't proven correct that America would tire, America would falter, America would do what Putin thinks it always does, that it would go in with guns blazing and then it would lose interest and lose the will to continue supporting. And honestly, at the moment, it seems that that's how it's playing out, although it's playing out for the most toxic of political reasons uh, in Congress this way. And it's shameful that this new speaker. Um, Mike Johnson is behaving as he is. He said that he won't. uh, Now, this could all be done. This could all be done in in 24 hours. The Senate, there's enough, there's a, there are enough votes in the Senate to to pass this bill. Biden's 105 billion dollar bill, of which 64 billion dollars is aid for Ukraine, and of which uh, 10 billion is humanitarian aid, and 14 billion is for Israel. Uh, the Congress, the Senate is due to leave on Friday, and Congress is due to finish up on Thursday. But they could stay in in um, Congress. God knows they've been awful lot enough for the last couple of months with one thing and another. They could stay and pass this bill. But Johnson is saying we're not going to even take a vote unless we get transformative um, change on the border. But he's not even saying what they want on the border. So if he said we want X, Y and Z, even if he said we want a commitment to have, you know, uh, let's just say hypothetically 10 foot, ten miles more of border wall in a certain place, whatever. But he's playing the worst of both worlds because he's saying to Biden, we're not passing this because we want change. But he won't say what the change he wants is. And Biden has already made enormous concessions on the border. So they're being so disingenuous, these congressional Republicans, because a lot of them are far right. They want to help Trump and they believe that the best way to help Trump is to mess things up for Biden. And they don't care if Ukraine falls as a result of that and if Putin actually takes over. So it is incredibly grim and serious and depressing. And, you know, yes, I do think that I agree with what Cal said partly that Biden does need to come out and make a case and say, okay, this is what we victory 
will look like. This is what we want to happen. But at the in the meantime, there's nothing Zelensky can do. They haven't got the armour. They haven't got... Also, the EU and Europe has really stepped up here. And this nonsense that some of the Republican candidates are coming out with saying, well, why isn't Europe doing anything? Well, they, they're either being ignorant or disingenuous or both because Europe has done an enormous amount. And Biden has worked so well with the Allies on this. And for it all to be scuttled because of petty partisan politics, which is precisely what's happening is just nauseating and and the world can pay a price for this. And Cal, if Donald Trump was to secure re-election this time next year, what would that mean for American involvement in NATO, do you think? Another great question, Matt. This is why you're being paid as much as you are. Uh, I, I, you know, Biden, I mean, uh, excuse me, Trump has bragged that during his four years in office, uh, he never got us into any wars. Well, I'm not sure that that's uh, necessarily something that uh, we can all applaud, although it certainly is a, is a good end. But uh, the fact is, uh, there, there is a war going on, and Marion is partially right when she uh, talks about uh, Putin uh, looking at America's uh, desire to cut and run when it came to Vietnam, when it came to uh, Afghanistan. Uh, even, uh, you know, the late uh, Osama bin Laden had said he had uh, banked all of his uh, uh, uh philosophy on uh, on Vietnam and other uh, cut and run that uh, the United States does and uh, our enemies uh, see this and we do get bored we want to move on to something else hey it's christmas time we we need to go out and buy more presents send cards and all this stuff we don't need to be uh, involved in all these other things it's hard to tell what trump will do it's hard to tr- tell what trump will do about anything he's so unhinged uh, but uh, marion is right and uh, a lot of the commentators are right putin uh, wants to grab the former Soviet Union and reinstitute it as it was. He has said this, uh, Latvia, Estonia, uh, Crimea, which he's got, uh, uh, Ukraine, all of these things he is after. And if nobody opposes him, he's going to do it. And then, Marion, in the last hour or so, I see Joe Biden has made comments about Benjamin Netanyahu having to change his approach in Israel's prosecution of its war against Gaza. Do you think that that would extend to America withholding the armaments that it has been supplying to facilitate that bombardment? No, I don't think it will, actually. I think I was, I saw Biden's comments he made just earlier today, where he said that Israel is at risk of losing support um, in, in, because of the way they're prosecuting this war. And they were definitely his strongest and most unequivocal comments to date. But if you look at the way uh, Netanyahu has responded to America, really embracing Israel and and promising and delivering everything they want he has basically disrespected Biden, he has tried to humiliate him as far as I can see he has refused to even say what the plan for after the, when the bombing stops other than that he will do it his way and that you know he won't he won't share that information with Biden he has not, treat, America has been such a good friend to Netanyahu and he has not responded in kind uh, and a number of people and a number of people in Israel as well his popularity is at an all time low 76% of Israelis think he should resign. He is using this war and he's using the prolonging of this war as a way to hold on to power. So he doesn't want to talk about what's going to happen after the war because it probably won't include him. But when you look at what's happening in Gaza at the moment, when you look at the suffering and, you know, to what end is all this bombing taking place? Because it doesn't seem they've got the Hamas leadership. And, you know, so to, this is this is really a, a horrific scene that we're playing and we're being warned 
warned every day by the UN and other observers that it's getting worse and worse. The whole thing's going to go into free fall. This is not how you stop terrorism. What Netanyahu is doing right now is he is sowing the seeds for another generation of terrorists, not just in Gaza, but across the Middle East. And, you know, I, again, th- this has turned into a, a really dreadful situation where let's not forget that Israel was attacked on October 7th. And let's not forget that Hamas did that knowing how Israel would respond. But it does not excuse the way this war is being prosecuted. Okay, Carl Thomas, what's your response to that? Well, there's no moral equivalency here. Uh, the, the terrorists believe that they have a religious mandate to kill Jews, to eliminate uh, the Jewish state. Uh, they don't want a two-state solution. They want a one-state solution. Marion, you say, this is not how you fight terrorism. Well, I'd like to know how you do fight terrorism. It's certainly not sitting down with the UN. It's not sitting down with the heads of Hamas uh, who want uh, the Jews and uh, everybody else who doesn't agree with them dead. The only way to fight terrorism is to oppose it. Look, as everybody knows or should know, uh, the Hamas and the other terrorists use civilians. They hide them in uh, schools. They hide them in the basements of hospitals, as, as we've seen in the video. They deliberately want civilians killed. And let's not forget that uh, Gaza voted these people in. The Gazans voted for Hamas. And uh, so if they want somebody different, they've got to take up uh, their own arms and get rid of the Hamas leadership, not just the Israelis. This is the only democracy in the Middle East. We should be supporting it. And this kind of uh, anti-Israel attitude is what is uh, over into some of our universities with the horrific anti-Semitic and kill the Jews remarks that we have uh, seen and not uh, and not seen opposed by at least three major university presidents. Marion, what's your response to that? Uh, my response is, Carl, that nobody is condoning hatred of Jewish people, absolutely, and nobody should. And yes, if there are people doing it, they they should be met with full resistance. But I do not see how destroying homes, families, wiping out whole families. How does that help? How does that help to fight terrorism? Because they're not wiping out Hamas. And you say that Hamas was voted in. You know why Hamas was voted in, Carl? I know I don't need to tell you this, actually, because Condoleezza Rice, back in 2006, when America was taking all kinds of flack over its possible prosecution of the war in Iraq. They wanted to make it look like they were spreading democracy. And an ultimatum was handed over and it was Hamas versus Fatah. Hamas managed to run Fatah then out of Gaza. It was the US that insisted on elections at that point when everyone told them it was the worst possible time to have elections in Gaza. But uh, uh, Condoleezza Rice thought she knew better. Uh, So, you know, I I think that you have to look at at everything is about context. But I do not see, Cal, and how destroying families, destroying their homes, just causing children untold suffering is going to okay. make it is, is going to move people away from terrorism. And I, I would love to know how. I gotta move on. Cal, okay. what's the point of the Republicans trying to impeach Joe Biden tomorrow? And for what? Well, Matt, uh, I, I, it's uh, less than 11 months until the next election, and I think the voters should decide this. President Biden's numbers continue to slip and fall. They're at their lowest approval rating since he took office, uh, I, and I think uh, the voters uh, have a right to decide on this. It's not going to go anywhere. The Republicans now, with the uh, resignation, or the not the resignation, but the expulsion of George Santos, uh, the fabulous from uh, New York, uh, have only a three-vote majority in the House 
House of Representatives. Even if all of those three voters voted for impeachment, and all the Democrats presumably would vote against it, uh, there's no way that the Democrat majority in the Senate uh, are going to convict the president, uh, e- even if uh, you know the charges are legitimate. And I think there is some legitimacy to the uh, allegations of uh, bribery and other high crimes and misdemeanors, to quote from House Resolution 57. Uh, but I think really it's a waste of time. Most Americans care about the economy right now, the the cost of inflation, the mortgage rates, which are far higher than when uh, Biden took office, uh, the cost of food and petrol and all of these other things. This, this is what affects people's everyday lives. And I was as opposed to this when Nancy Pelosi did it against Trump on Russian collusion, which proved to be untrue, and the January 6th business after he had left, left office. This becomes a, a back and forth, a tit for tat, and it's one of the reasons so many people hate Washington. One last thing I want to ask you about, Marion. Elon Musk reinstating Alex Jones's account on X. Just remind people of how evil Alex Jones has been in pursuing his so-called free speech. Well, it's it's inexcusable. Alex Jones, as we know, after the the mass shooting of twenty six-year-old, six and seven-year-old school children in Sandy Hook, Alex Jones came out and said that this was all conspiracy. These children were actors. It was, uh, you know, a fake shooting uh, propagated by the anti-gun lobbyists to try and get your guns, as as he would put it. That's just one of the many. Um, and, and he caused the, those parents to be absolutely tormented, not just by the deaths of their children, but by the, the aftermath, by the haters, by the anti-gun lobby who picked on them, who harassed them, who, who trolled them online. Um, and, you know, the, he, he was sued for billions of dollars success there's now a settlement discussion going on uh, but he has no place he is a a absolute propagator of hatred and uh, of the the worst excesses and you know talking of free speech he is somebody who really you know everybody's entitled to their opinion but the suffering that he has caused and deliberately and then admitting that he knew that Sandy Hook was not a hoax but look Elon Musk will do what Elon Musk does um, anything to get a little bit of attention a bit more clickbait uh, you know he's a narcissist who has no business having a social media company. What do you make of this, Carl? You agree? Totally agree. Totally agreed. It is a private company. Musk can do what he wants, but uh, there ought to be some uh, limits, uh, just like the uh, demonstrations in the streets and on college campuses about, uh, you know, eliminating Israel and killing Jews. Uh, some of this stuff goes too far. And Alex, Alex, uh, Alex Jones is a, uh, is a danger to democracy. I totally agree with Marion. Carl Thomas, Marion McCone, as ever, thank you for joining us. Back at your normal time next week. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.